and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one world historical page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Yavama 78, we get a bit that seems, well, ripped from the headlines. Have a listen. The Gemara talks about how we should commemorate King Saul. And here's what it tells us. On the one hand, writes the Talmud, God demands retribution because Saul was not eulogized properly. While on the other hand, he demands retribution because Saul himself put to death the Gibeonites, which is understood as a very bad thing to have done. The Gemara answers, yes, this is how it should be. As Reish Lakish said, what is the meaning of that which is written, seek the Lord, all the humble of the earth that have executed his justice? where mention is made of the justice to be carried out against a person, his good deeds should be mentioned there as well. In an age in which a question of how precisely to commemorate our heroes, who, uh, from the perspective of time, we understand to have been less than perfect, this struck me as an opportunity to invite my friend and someone I admire so greatly. He is the author of many books, but most recently, a book I just read, The Shabbos, and absolutely loved, The War on the West, How to Prevail in the Age of Reason. Welcome to the show, the great Douglas Murray. How are you doing? Hey, great to be with you. Thank you. So, Douglas, this this question of our sudden urge to tear down the statues of our heroes, to rewrite our history, to reconsider those great men and women of the past through a criteria devised and designed, you know, yesterday afternoon, historically speaking, is something that you write about in this new book and elsewhere very eloquently. Tell us, why the sudden craze and and why is it a bad thing? It's not always a bad thing. I mean, the revising of history, the revising of reputations, the revisiting of it is uh, very important and is is indeed, as I understand it, uh, a very Talmudic thing to do. Keep going back to the origins, keep asking the questions and much more. Um, The problem happens, I think, when we get ourselves and our past out of proportion. One of the examples that's been on my mind a lot is the city that I think both of us are sitting in, in New York, Something that happened last November when the statue of Thomas Jefferson in the uh, in the council chamber was boxed up, wheeled out, removed through the back door. And and one of the members of the New York Council said, see, that this had to be happen this had to happen, and it was voted on and approved by the council. But this one of the council members said this had to happen because Thomas Jefferson, quote, does not represent our values. <laughs> Now, that's a very interesting thing for any American to say, because it raises the question, if your founding fathers don't represent your values, who exactly does? And I've been very interested in this in America in recent years, because, of course, actually, the answer is almost nobody. Statues of Abraham Lincoln have been pulled down, statues of people on both the north side and the south side in the Civil War. George Washington statues have been removed. Of course, endless statues of Columbus have been removed because it seems to be agreed on in modern-day America. It would be better if Columbus had never discovered the American Americas and gone back home and told his countrymen that there was no particular potential beyond the seas. It raises this question of what's happening in America with the revisiting of the past in this relentlessly hostile light. And it's the same in my own country of origin, where no less a subject than Winston Churchill finds himself also subjected to these unrelenting attacks where people say Winston Churchill had some views that were Victorian and therefore we don't agree with them because we live in 2022. Well, of course, he had some Victorian views. He was born in Victorian England. But the interesting thing is, why, why are we so bad in our era weighing things up in a proper light? 
Why do we look at figures in the past and find that if there's one thing they did that is bad by our standards today, that then they're toast, they're over, we've got nothing to learn from them, pull them down. You know, yes, both Washington and Lincoln owned slaves, but we don't go to them for their advice on slavery. Yes, Winston Churchill used terms that we would not use today, but he also probably did more than any one individual to stand up against Adolf Hitler and reverse the tide of fascism in the mid-20th century. So that's got to count for something. Surely the ledger of positives and negatives should be able to be weighed up in some reasonable light. Yet our age seems particularly reluctant to do that. And I think that there's, a, there's several mistakes born into that. One is, if you believe that the past has nothing to teach you, then you're going to make all of its mistakes again. If you believe that it has only uh, to be ignored, rejected, uh, lambasted, because not everything in it lives up to our present-day uh, preoccupations, you put yourself above the past. And as a result, make yourself into the kind of God. You make yourself into the gods who can, who can judge everybody in the past. And, and past judgment, basically act as judge, jury, and executioner on every thinker, every political figure, every moral leader. Because they did one thing we don't agree with today. And as I say, I think it's a deep, deep moral mistake. But it's also a practical mistake because the past is not just there for us to condemn. It's there for us to learn from. And, you know, this is one of the great mistakes of the moderns in general is the idea that because we live after Plato and Socrates, we know more than them and therefore we're better than them. And, and so it is with the prophets and many others. An age which pretends that the past is of no importance to us because they did things that we now disagree with is an age that is literally robbing itself of the ability to be wise. Amen to that. Douglas Murray, for so beautifully elucidating today's Talmudic principle of mentioning a person's good as well as not-so-good deeds, and for being our guest, and for your brilliant book, The War in the West. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.